The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job this is insane how great they are well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies that's how good we are representing bullet club this is what we do super kick party hey everyone it's gary that's right i am in the caribbean like promised uh but you know what that's okay you will get a great show out of Paul and Sean this week. They're going to have such a great time talking about wrestling and getting you all informed about whatever happened this past week. And once again, I mean, I'm getting myself into trouble here and there uh, on the cruise ship. I've already found my way into the medical facility. Apparently channeling your inner Tozawa at the buffet going, ha, 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 when you see the food is not appropriate. Uh I learned that now, so I've gotten past that point. So let's just hope and pray that customs lets me through when I get back to the States. But anyway, you're not really here to listen about my problems and issues. I'm excited about this show. Let's get it started, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Hello and welcome to Wrestling to the Max. Damn it, now I just screwed this up. What episode are we on? I believe we are on 268. 267, one of those numbers. See, we're already missing Gary already. 267. Okay, so this is the Wrestling the Max episode 267, part one. And of course, as you heard in the intro there, Gary is on his cruise that I guess is now going to be a yearly thing for him, which is good. He needs that week off to recharge and uh, go spend time with uh, the wife and family, so... Yeah, this week will be no Gary, um, which we will miss him dearly. Hopefully, you guys will as well. And uh, Paul, unfortunately, we have to start off the show talking about tragedy uh, with this horrible event that happened in Las Vegas. Uh, 59 people dead as of uh, this recording and over 500 people injured. Uh, sometimes I wake up and go, what what kind of world are we living in? You know, I, I hate to say world because it's, it's not anybody else. Like You don't hear about mass shootings in a lot of other countries. 
you always hear about mass shootings in America because we have a gun control problem and nobody ever wants to talk about it because terrible things will happen and they start blaming other stuff. Uh, in this case, they've started to blame hotel security as the problem for not catching him. And while that might have been a problem because he was found, his room had 18 guns and a whole crap ton of ammo in it. Like, I mean, they make collapsible guns. They they make smaller guns. Like, I mean, it's it's probably not out of the realm of possibility that his bags look normal and nobody just checked them. But I don't. This is. Uh, a very large problem that America has and refuses to ever try to fix. And if, uh, I mean, if Sandy Hook didn't fix it, I don't, as terrible as this was, this is the most deadly mass shooting in America now. I, uh, I don't know if we're ever going to fix this problem. Yeah. It, it it's going to be a thing. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, you know, ISIS was quick to claim responsibility, but who knows? If they're just trying to mess with people at this point, or if they really are the ones that were involved, but just uh, I think speak for both of us and Gary by saying that our hearts and condolences go out to all the people that were affected uh, by this event in Las Vegas. It's really crappy because you're going for a country music festival, you're going for all the party things that you do in Las Vegas, and you have to walk away with a tragedy like that it's just it's awful mm-hmm. and then uh, the sound news gets compounded by the fact that one of my favorite uh he's definitely in my top five of favorite artists and uh the band as well uh tom petty passing away uh today at 66 um so many classics uh from this man and then just the heartbreaker for me was the whole he had just finished the tour. He was mm-hmm. looking forward to not touring anymore and just being with his his uh, grandkids, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even get to experience that. Yeah, this uh, this this really kind of kicked me in the teeth too. I I heard about this uh, driving home from doing a bunch of errands, and uh, this just it kind of just took the wind out of my sails out of an already pretty crappy day. They just they make it worse with with this news and. Man, uh, I I don't think many people realize uh, how how one how many hits Tom Petty had is, is ridiculous, uh, and, and two he just I think he's such an influential influential musician just because I I think he was one of the first really popular guys to sort of cross genres. He, he had poppy rock stuff. He had this kind of soulful almost country sound at times. Like he's very very different from I think a lot of acts at the time. And uh, I, I, one of the most uv- unique voices I think I've ever heard come out of a musician. Oh yeah, and then just uh, he also had some some blues sound in there. He mm-hmm. he was also very successful as a solo act, and what also kept a lot of his guys from his band with him in the solo act too. He didn't just go off and and leave them and then decide to come back later. Uh, so somebody that you can really just for so many reasons prove that he's a, a great musician through and through and a class act as far as just uh, how to be a part of a band and, and everything else. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they had their rocky times and everything else, but for the most part, I, I really have never heard a bad thing about the guy, honestly. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to transition this into talking about uh wrestling today so 
Uh, let's uh, do that here with some wrestling news. It's time for Wrestling News Quick Hits. Well, Paul, uh, what do you want to discuss first here? As for some reason, my <laughs> deal is not coming up here. So, yeah, let's just let's just start here with this. Uh, could you think of a time with Bradley Cooper, possibly? Being Vince McMahon, wow! And the biopic. I mean, <laughs> I I I don't know. Like, I I just think of him as a. I know he's done he's done uh, non comedy roles, right? He's done serious roles, mm-hmm. but like, it's just I think of him as as Rocket Raccoon and and the guy from The Hangover and mm-hmm. and uh, even Silver Linings Playbook where he wasn't that serious, you know, just. Um, just weird thinking of as like this guy could be the one that plays next to man. I think he's in John Tucker Must Die too, right? I can't remember. Right, yeah, yeah. All uh, I I, 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 I like Bradley Cooper's work. I, I agree with you. I see him more in comedy roles, but I, I, I think people have been shown time and again that comedians, to me, usually have some of the best range as far as some other actors who mainly stick to drama or something like that. Um, looking at guys like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey and, and a lot of the, I think, bigger comedians who were known for that and then sort of transitioned into all these different roles that really showed off everything that they could do. I, I got no problem with it. I'm just going to say that if Vince McMahon had a hand in trying to pick Bradley Cooper to be him, I think he has a very high opinion of himself. <laughs> well, you know he has a high opinion of himself. I mean, come on. This is Vince McMahon. Uh, I, it doesn't surprise me at all that he picked, you know, a very, uh, you know, well-known actor to play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, hey, look, if they're willing to fit the bill and he's willing to do it, I mean, it will certainly get me uh, to pay attention. He was also in that, um, the where he was the sniper in the, the war movie or whatever, which I can't remember the name of right now. The American Sniper. Um, uh, was that the one about the the? That's uh, not the SEAL Team Six movie. He's the like big war hero or whatever. Yeah, and I forgot the guy's name. I thought he did a really good job in that. If we're looking at serious roles, but mm-hmm. you know, it's he will have to mix both, right? Because Vince McMahon is known as a jokey kind of guy, at least backstage. Uh, mm-hmm. And everything else. So it, it, I'm kind of more interested in what story WWE is going to put into this mm-hmm. <laughs> for Vince McMahon. Yeah. Uh, then who's going to play him necessarily, whatever. Because at the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter who plays him. If you can see through the story from the word go, I don't know that that's going to matter so much. Mm-hmm. I agree with you very much on that point, too. Um I don't know necessarily who has written this script, um, but WWE Studios does have a hand in making this, obviously. So I think a lot of that's going to play into this. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of say on Vincent's part, I would assume. Um, I just I can't get over Bradley Cooper. At any time throughout Vince McMahon's lifetime, 
he has never been anywhere close to looking like Bradley Cooper. Just <laughs> it's going to bug me for a long time. <laughs> I will love to see the makeover that he gets. Certainly to I, see if he, he looks the part at all. I, I'll just be scratching my head like that. that that's not Vince. That's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh man. Vince. You don't uh, cease to surprise us at all, but you yeah. know he still has to take the role too. So obviously, yeah, we'll we'll see if he actually does it. I mean, this is a busy guy, mm-hmm. so uh, you know again, you know if they're in no rush to make this movie, then I, if they want to give him the time to say, hey, look, whenever you have time to do it, if you want to take it, then I, I don't see why he wouldn't say no, but. Uh, <sighs> This is so weird. Yeah, it's it's a really <laughs> odd choice. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, I guess, weird decisions, uh, Robbie E. requested his release from Impact Wrestling. Uh, this is a guy that's been with Impact Wrestling for a long time. So, mm-hmm. I, One yeah. of the guys that they pushed pretty hard, too, right? Out of the gate, and now he's just sort of nothing. Yeah, I mean... After the thing with the the bromance and all that stuff, I kind of felt like he had a ceiling. Mm-hmm. He sort of reached it. He, I think he did a lot more than we expected, but, you know, it's kind of like when Crazy Steve left. I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall and knows that better get out, and I, I know I have some kind of a name. I can do something on the indies. Mm-hmm. Hey, Robbie E. Uh, had pretty well established himself in the Northeast, too. Uh, before his time with TNA and in Impact and all that, I I wonder too if his lack of usage came from uh, sort of old regime, right? Like, mm. there's there's a lot of thought and there's a lot of talk now too that Impact might be making some cuts and uh, obviously they're they're thinking about changing where they tape their TV show every week to get out of Universal to, I guess, fully, you know, transform the promotion and and try to give it a different look and all that, but. I I can't help but wonder if that maybe has something to do with his lack of use and him just finally being like, all right, well, better get while the getting is good, you know? Yeah, could be that. I think definitely you're right about them making cuts to some of the older stars that they might say, okay, these guys have kind of passed their sell-by date. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm looking at a James Storm as well. Uh, Just maybe he tries to make one last ditch run in NXT. I know that's not going to be your cup of tea, but I wouldn't blame him if he tries just because he did get a following. Uh, you know, it seems like every TNA guy that goes over there uh, mm-hmm. seems to, to get something out of that crowd. I don't know that Robbie E would, but I, I could see Robbie E being a trainer or something if he if he wanted to, if he felt like, you know, he needed something besides doing indies. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that too. Uh, I mean, he certainly is in phenomenal shape, and he's had a lot of ring time as well. So I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. He's certainly shown that uh, he can be pretty versatile too, right? Singles wrestler. He's great as a tag guy too. Yeah, a lot to be able to show people. He's not too bad on the microphone either. So uh, there's there's things that are are good about Robbie that he could transition into a teaching role if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you guys talked about it. 
seems like the whole world talked about it. This this deal with the WWE and the cease and desist letter to the Young Bucks about using Too Sweet and Suck It and uh, things because of being involved with uh, DX. Well, the Young Bucks decided, you know what? We're just going to create a cease and desist shirt instead. <laughs> and very much in Young Bucks fashion, it is number one on Pro Wrestling Tees in about 40 minutes. This is just like the most Young Bucks thing I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> turn the bad news into some good news, turn it into a t-shirt, make a crap ton of money. Their day goes on. But <laughs> Other than maybe this, maybe just pissing off WWE more to where we may never ever see the Young Bucks in the E, which I, I'm actually pretty okay with. Uh, I, I don't know if this is really new. new newsworthy other than i just really want to talk about because i found this hilarious <laughs> no it is pretty funny like it's just the fact that it's amazing these guys the role that they're on you think they're mm-hmm. going to hit some kind of bad turn and they turn it into a positive i mean it's, yeah it's just amazing the role that they've been on for a long time now it it doesn't seem to have an end point it keeps getting bigger and bigger for them, mm-hmm. and you get to make a cert that just takes a stab right at WWE sending them letters, and of course people are going to buy it, right? Because there's <laughs> also that that whole thing of, oh yeah, we also get to tell WWE, you know, to f off as well. Mm-hmm. Smart by them. Absolutely nothing like cashing in on f the establishment stuff. It just it'll it'll never cease to not make money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those young bucks. So shrewd businessmen they are. Crushing uh, it. The, seriously. Like, uh, it, there should be awards for, um, you know, businessmen of the year in wrestling or something, and the young bucks mm-hmm. should, should just automatically uh, get that one uh, every year because they've they rule the world uh, that way. Uh, speaking of the young bucks, they are, of course, in ROH, and ROH has another Global Wars Tour stop, and it's in Chicago. It's going to be on iPay-Review through their website. The other stops, which they usually make several in one go, are going to be free for ringside numbers, so that's cool. If you're part of the ringside, it only costs uh, $7.99, which I think would be worth it for that month. If you want to watch the other ones, there will be some good matches on there. And, of course, the Chicago show is where Kenny Omega is defending the U.S. title against Yoshihashi. So Kenny Omega in a match. It's like automatically like four stars already, and then Yoshihashi in there. It's it's gonna be uh, really good because Yoshihashi brings his game most of the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can already heal people breaking out their twenty dollars right now to go watch this because uh, that's how much the eye pay per view costs. But the the streaming thing for the ringside members is is a really neat deal. They need to get more value out of that, especially because you can buy it. Uh, for a year's worth at a time for a hundred bucks a piece, and you don't get a ton of use out of it other than uh, if they happen to do a live show in your area, you get early, you know, ticket stuff, and you get discounts on merch. But I think this is a really great way to use that, and I also wouldn't be shocked if a lot of this is being streamed through New Japan World as well. So um, if you pay for that, you might get these as well. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I think I saw that they just added. Some of the Death of Floyd Dishonor stuff when I was mm-hmm. on the New Japan World uh, today, so they're they're adding it pretty quickly. So even then, you're still paying somebody money 
And yeah. Hopefully you get to watch it soon. I I just think this is a really good deal, like you said. I've always thought that they needed to use the ringside thing for more mm-hmm. than just, hey, you get a all a, access to all of our TV we've ever done as far as being ROH TV. And that's all well and good. And most people aren't going to go back and watch those. And then same thing with, uh, which I think it's cool, some of the on-demand stuff that they do offer of the old mm-hmm. shows. But there's still not enough of that. And if there's – I will say this again. Look, if freaking TNA is now making a streaming service, come on, Sinclair. Yeah. Let's do it. You guys Quit have way TV better Quit buying TV stations library. and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a way better library than TNA does. If there's another company that could support having that, it's them. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. Get it together already. Uh, something that uh, we should add to the story as well is that uh, War Culture have announced that they're rebranding themselves Defiant Wrestling. The thing is, there's already a Defiant Wrestling that exists. So, uh, you know, what Culture, maybe you need to do a little bit of research before <laughs> you decide to do that. Hey, there's a thing called Cage Match. You can look it up and you can find out all the names of all the wrestling companies that exist and make sure that there's not a company named that. But nevertheless, they are doing that as of now. They've named, they've uh, crowned a new champion, Marty Squirrel. And Wade Barrett is going to be their GM uh, starting December 4th, which is exactly almost two months from now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, it's certainly uh, good news. Yeah, this is obviously this is a big turn since they've had a split with a lot of the top business people as far as what coach, what Culture Pro was and what's happening with all those guys and uh, a lot of them have left so they're a big change they're going to change everything. I I mean there are plenty of wrestling promotions that share the same name a lot of the times it's just they're not usually on a scale like what Culture where they have a lot of eyes on them and they have you know, easy access to find them. So, I mean, maybe that makes them the more renowned Defiant Wrestling already because I'm not familiar with the other one. But, you know, it's 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 kind of neat. Uh, it certainly does feel like stuff is happening over there. I think Wade Barrett's a pretty nice get for him because I don't know if he'll be ready to go back to WWE anytime soon. So getting involved in a scene that is already pretty hot with, with a guy who has a big name, I think is it's a great way to get off to the right foot. Oh, certainly, and I think for Wade Barrett, this is an easy way to dip your toe back into <clears throat> wrestling without having to commit to wrestling itself in the ring and, you know, using your name to help someone else and, and also being involved in the UK and not having to go too far from there either. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, I think uh, certainly... You know, if you're what culture, like, why would you say no to that? And mm-hmm. as long as the Defiant Wrestling thing works out, which I can understand if you're in any promotion that's been called that for years, which I saw it on Twitter. I, I can't remember the Twitter handle at this point. Um, I, hey, I don't blame you for being mad uh, mm-hmm. because you've had that name. Uh, be, be, be angry about it. Uh, but... What do you think about Marty Skrull being the the champ? I mean, it's a pretty easy way to get a lot of 
uh, name value internationally since Marty Scroll is is basically a world warrior at this point where he'll wrestle anywhere they have dirt. So uh, <laughs> I, I I I got no problem with it. I, I you know it's it's somebody who is a proven staple and will draw in England. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, certainly it's mm. it's a guy that's gonna draw big attention. Uh, he's you know, he's a, a big star in Bullet Club and everything, so, you know, we'll even get to talk about him later when we talk about ROH, so that's, got to mention him several times on the show, that's always a, a nice thing, mm-hmm. uh, mentioning Mr. Squirrel, and talking about mentioning this guy, it seems like we can't go too many shows without mentioning the name Billy Corrigan, of course, he's now officially taking control of the NWA and he has a 20-year plan to rebuild this company. Well, you know, uh, not to be morbid, but if some of us are still alive at that point to witness this <laughs> rebranding, <laughs> like, I mean, he's – I will say that it's smart. Like, build digital content, which is the way that almost all content is going at this point, mm-hmm. around names and developed talent. Of course, the NWA is going to have – a name they have a name brand, but let's be honest. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a good one. <laughs> it, it, it's it's one that is severely nowhere near what it was, mm-hmm. and you're competing with not only WWE and that big deal with the Performance Center, you're competing with you know Ring of Honor, and they have a great talent system. Uh, New Japan continues to get people. Uh, I'm sure you can poke, grab people off the indies and stuff like that, like you know what uh, Impact does, mm-hmm. uh, and and get some and and try to build some of these names. But it, it's gonna be a long, a lot for him to deal with. And I guess a 20 year plan is what it really might take. Yeah. Uh, I... He he also wants to build a uh, modern day studio wrestling show using the old Georgia Championship Wrestling as inspiration. Uh, this this all sounds really nice. And 20-year plan, I think, is being uh, very realistic for, for Mr. Corgan and how he wants to see all this because at least now you realize he knows that NWA is sort of damaged goods. It's going to take a long time to rebuild it. And... Uh, you know, he, he's not going into this thinking it's going to be easy, which I greatly appreciate that. And, and this plan makes sense, right? Build names, build digital content around those names, set up something that you can make money off of it, and off you go. And try to figure out what you want to present as you go on by, based on, you know, who takes off, who doesn't, whatever. I really like the the idea of doing a studio show as well because it's a nice way to tie into roots that you've obviously the company has had over a long period of time and there is a proven success story currently going with championship wrestling from hollywood who does the same thing they 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 have a studio wrestling show that they have carved out a pretty nice you know niche for themselves out there in california and it's it's grown obviously as they've gotten the cw deal recently and it's it's an easy easy model I think to to pull off that doesn't really require a whole lot of long term investment right it it might require a lot up front to set up the studio and everything but once you have the TV deal and everything like that it's basically just getting guys to show up after that 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, you mentioned Championship Hollywood. It's he also there's that thing called Fight TV mm-hmm. that he can easily get them sort of building that digital content through there mm-hmm. and get yourself seen. Even on the sort of as you barely got things going, if if you got some names and you're starting to build a roster and you think that you have enough to build a TV show, you can start from there and if you want to go bigger picture you can but it it's already a big wrestling fan base those there's a lot of people that will watch almost anything that's on there so mm-hmm. he has that built in for him too if he he wants to go that route yeah i, I completely agree with all that uh it's, like you said this all sounds good let's see if it actually comes to fruition right because Mm-hmm. I like the idea of using Georgia Championship Wrestling as an inspiration. Can you pull that off now? That's another right. thing entirely. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, uh, Master Public has announced the uh, Lucha Libre Exposition is going to take place next year over Labor Day weekend. Uh, it's uh, called Expo Lucha, and it's going to happen August 31st and September 1st in Las Vegas. Uh, Nevada at the Orleans Arena, which seats almost 10,000 people, and they're going to run six shows over two days with over 100 Lucha Libre names attached to this. Rey Mysterio, Sicosis, uh Ray Phoenix, uh, Blue Demon Jr., Penta Zero M, Conan, L.A. Park, Juventud, Guerrera, John Hennigan, of course, uh, Johnny Mundo, for those who mm-hmm. don't know his uh, real name, Damien 66, Bestia 60, 666, Super Astro Taya, Solar, Maestro, Little Cholo, uh, Mr. Cisco, of course, uh, have all been announced so far. So uh, we're talking about 11 months uh, ahead of time here. Mm-hmm. They're announcing something that's pretty cool. I like the size and scope of this is pretty insane for as as big as wrestling kind of is right now, I guess, amongst the hardcore because because there's so many different ways to watch it. Uh, I this is a pretty big gamble, right? The Orleans isn't small. I th- I'm pretty sure it's the same place where GFW taped their amp show, um, <clears throat> if I remember correctly. And just, I mean, there's a lot of big names involved if you're plugged into the Lucha Libre scene and all that here. Uh, it looks like you have the Crash and AAA involvement so far. And this is all, I mean, it's a, it's a really neat deal that I think just shows you, I think, how almost worldwide wrestling has come to be uh, in this day and age, right? I mean, even 10 years ago, I don't know if this would have flown so well. <laughs> No, it wouldn't have, but it's it's cool that we are in 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, these things can happen. So, I'm I'm excited to see these things happening, and that it doesn't just have to happen around WrestleMania weekend, right? It can it can happen yeah. at other times of the year. Uh, that's a cool thing, and and to be in Las Vegas, which is that's uh, you know all things considered, with what happened uh, recently, uh, not a you know. Kind of not a great thing to be talking about wrestling right now when when that just happened. But mm-hmm. Las Vegas usually is a, like just bustling with so much things happening. It's it's cool that uh, wrestling can be involved in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to 
do it for the news here. So yeah. uh, we'll be back talking some Ring of Honor TV in just a few seconds. All right, Paul. All right, so Ring of Honor opens up this week with a three-way tag match as War Machine takes on Coast to Coast and the Tempura Boys. Uh, Tornado rules, and and they they leap off with a big brawl. And the thing that I think was the most interesting to me about this is that even though War Machine is basically head and shoulders above both teams and then not just in stature – or not just in height, but in stature and sort of name value – they really let this be an open match. All the teams got in a lot of great stuff. I thought Coast to Coast and the Tim Poor Boys maybe looked the best they've had in their entire tenure with Ring of Honor uh, before War Machine finally decides to just kill show uh, to end this. And then afterwards they get on the microphone and talk about how Ring of Honor hasn't really given them a straight-up two-on-two rematch for the tag team title since they were screwed out of them by the Young Bucks. And Ray Rowe is quite upset and says that they're going to start showing their dark side more. And then you have Hanson get on, sort of send it home saying they've dominated the world. And now it's time to show ring of honor, what they want uh, in the best way possible. Yeah. I really like that promo uh, at the <laughs> end, just kind of stating, Hey, look, we have beaten everybody you put in our path. Why the hell have we not gotten our title shot? And you Definitely can't say that they don't deserve it. I mean, they've, they've mm-hmm. done everything they're supposed to do, and Ring of Honor's not, not doing their job uh, right. right now. Uh, the match was actually, uh, the, to me, this was the, the best match on the show easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was really, really fun. Uh, Tim Four Boys got to do some uh, really cool uh, tag moves. Everybody did uh, mm-hmm. in this match. War Machine was just on fire with some of the tag moves they were doing it's it's insane that um i forgot the what uh, hansen does but then to turn it into a german or whatever it's like a splash in a german or something like that it was like that was really cool it's, it's like a springboard lariat if i remember yeah. correctly yeah it's like they're just so good uh of course mm-hmm. it comes with you know so many years working together and everything but it's just how they can pull some of the moves that they do off and they do it so smoothly is just insane to me. And you forget how big these guys are too. Uh, they move mm-hmm. around like they're the size of the Tim Poor boys, really. Um, so it's, that's still just, it doesn't matter how many times you see it. It's, it's still uh, really awesome. And, uh, you know, show and yo just keep improving. Uh, and uh, that's nice to see. I'd never heard of, the coast to coast team until I watched uh, this episode. So I, I thought they looked good, but it was definitely about the other two teams more. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, Shaheem Ali and LSG are two guys that they've been pushing, I think pretty steadily, right? I mean, they, they've had matches, I think with all the big teams and they haven't really won any of them yet, but every time they go out there, I think they look really good for somebody's um, who haven't really been around wrestling all that long. I think they've only been around for a couple of years. So, uh, and they're still sort of finding their way as a team and all that. And I, I thought this was a great step forward for them. Yeah, definitely worth watching this match if you go back mm-hmm. and, and watch this show. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we get a Flip Gordon highlight package, which basically just shows him living up to his name. He jumps and flips around a lot in case you haven't seen him yet. Uh, and then he takes on Corey Hollis here, which Flip Gordon uh, gets the victory for after uh, the Kinder Surprise, which is basically a, a disaster kick for all intents and purposes, just off the top rope and a sidekick more. Uh, and then a knee spring 450, which he overshoots and poor Corey eats his knees right into his chest. It looked very painful, uh, and I don't think I would have kicked out either. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I would have either. Um, this just felt like it took forever. Uh, yeah. I thought Corey Hollis looked good. He kind of did a lot of the you know groundwork and was trying – you're telling the story of trying to uh, ground flip Gordon so he can't do his flying stuff and whatever, and I thought that was well done. just took way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get to the go home segment, which uh, same thing will happen later when we have uh, just a a segment that feels like it goes too long too, just because they needed to pad out the show. Uh, understandable with this, this show being an hour, and sometimes you don't uh, you only have plans for like two of these matches to happen, and you got to put something in the middle. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, this was this was fine, but not anything to write home about. Yeah, I think fine is about what covers it. This is super, super long, and it didn't really need to be. I think you could you shave off three or four minutes. You sort of shorten up the the uh, the heat there for for Hollis to get, and then have Flip send it home. And I would have I understand that this is Flip's first victory in Ring of Honor, and they wanted to show that he actually earned it and all that. But this this would have been much better served by shaving some time. Uh, yeah, could have given an extra couple of minutes to the main event. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we get a promo, speaking of the main event, from Kazarian afterwards who talks about how he went through 19 men to get his shot at the championship, which he's talking about the Honor Rumble from last week. And he wants to win it basically to piss off everybody surrounding Ring of Honor, from the higher-ups to the fans to the wrestlers to everything, since the addiction is still on this crusade to ruin everything about Ring of Honor. And then we get this, something I wish they would do more often, and that is a Women of Honor update where they talk about Mandy Leon participating in uh, participating even in Stardom's five star Grand Prix, which she actually did very well in as far as points. I haven't seen any of the matches yet, but I've never been a huge fan of hers. And then they they hype up some some recent standouts, like they recently signed Brandy Rhodes, obviously, and Stella Gray is a big prospect for him coming out of the ROH dojo. And then they get to highlight the main feud going, which is Kelly Klein and Diana Perrazzo, and uh, the recently involved Karen Q all sort of getting involved in, in, in all that. And if you follow the scene, you know all this. If you don't, though, and you're trying to get more YouTube views or whatever your ROH is going for here with these with these ladies in this division, this helps to do, and I, and I wish they would do it more. I'd agree with you, yeah. I mean, if you're not going to integrate the women into <laughs> the main show, which I still contend... I know that, you know, you have Shimmer and Shine and all these other... You know, women's only promotions, and of course they're highlighting the major women's only promotion that's in Japan and stardom. Uh, you know, you can survive that way, but I feel like if you want to be in that parallel of saying you're a major American promotion, we are used to the women being on the same show as the men and getting that time, and then you have mm-hmm. to learn how to fluctuate that time. I get that you only have an hour, and it's hard to be able to do that but nxt does it as well so mm-hmm. 
I feel like this is great, and it's great that they have their thing on YouTube, but, like, doing these, like, whatever they are, quarterly shows that they get, or every other month show that they get on Ring of Honor TV, it's not enough for them. They need more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if they have one match on Ring of not maybe not every week, but, like, at least one in a set of tapings or two in a set of tapings wouldn't be bad for them. Uh, but if you're going to do it this way, this is good. Uh, lets you know what's going on. Uh, lets you know the main feud, um, at which seemed uh, very interesting in the way they're doing this. And, yeah, I, I think you're kind of interested in the three main women that are involved here after you watch it. So I mm-hmm. feel like it did its job. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't even think they get once a quarter uh, sometimes as far as Women of Honor shows. So <laughs> definitely probably should up the amount of those you're doing as well. Uh, but that just leaves us with our main event of Cody defending the championship against Frankie Kazarian. Lots of distractions down the stretch. You have Daniels come down. You have Marty Scroll come down. We get uh, a very minor ref bump that apparently Todd Sinclair supermaned up for. It just basically shakes off to get right back to business. Uh, eventually, this all leads to Cody hitting crossroads after some uh, some near finishes from Kaz and puts it away. Up until all of that, I thought the the work was really, really good. Uh, maybe on the verge of being one of Cody's better matches that we've gotten to see in Ring of Honor before you get all the shenanigans. And there are times where I'm looking at this, and Cody's obviously being booked at this the babyface here because we're still in his hometown of Atlanta. Kazarian is obviously very much a heel with the whole addiction thing. Why uh, Cody is a much better face, in my opinion. And if it would shave away all the BS so we could actually just see Cody try to work as a main eventer in a, in a work rate first promotion, because it's very much what Ring of Honor is, I feel like we would get a much fairer shake and a better opportunity to actually see what he brings to the ring instead of having to worry about feeding into the aura of the Bullet Club and all the the run-ins and and stuff like that. And on the flip side of that, if they are going to have him do this, why couldn't it be the Bucks that do the run-in here to get some revenge for the addiction costing the titles? I think, as you point out, it's the fact that they might have been worried about that it's this is taped before Death Before Dishonor, and so Mm -hmm. something might conflict there. Uh, So that would be my thought, too, concurring with yours, but... Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that the, the whole match, I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm waiting for Christopher Daniels to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody from the Bullet Club's going to come out. I couldn't tell it was Marty at first. It took me a little bit, but then finally, uh, I think once they said his name, I was like, oh, because I kind of thought it was Chase Owens for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, sometimes these guys kind of run together, and I'm going to be honest, uh they have so many of them at some points. Um, so, you know, that, that's the thing, right? Like when you have these these factions, they feel like it's arbitrary to sort of have this thing where you have to – you can't have Cody be too much of a face because, you know, it, he's still in the Bullet Club. So you got to have a little bit of that there. Mm-hmm. And people are going to still boo Kaz because they love Bullet Club, and, and that fi- that's fine. I think it works. Uh, but I agree with you. Like Up until then, they have been working a, a really good match. Uh, you know, Kaz almost got the win, and Cody kicks out, and he's about ready to start the comeback. And then, you know, uh, Christian Daniels gets involved, and we get that whole mess to get to the end where it's like, okay, 
now I kind of know. First of all, they gave this like 10 minutes. So you know this is not going to be have the time to really stand out. But for the little time that they got before the shenanigans, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, that's going to do it for Ring of Honor this week, but uh, it's a pretty solid show all the way around. I, w- I would say it's definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah, and again, it's like only 50 minutes, so it doesn't mm-hmm. take too long. And it goes by quick, uh, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, you can watch it on that on that Chromecast, on the phone, and even on Xbox One now, apparently. It kept, it kept telling me to want to go stream it on that. But yeah, so... That, that's going to be the end of our, our show here. Uh, again, we are missing Gary for the week. So you heard uh, Harry and Paul on the Raw uh, review. If you haven't, go check that out for sure. Uh, and SmackDown is going to be changing now. At least Harry has uh, a new partner. I'm really busy and... Uh, also need to spend more time with the kiddo and everything. So Harry's going to be the host of that show now, and he has his own uh, co-host, and you'll get to hear them for the first time together on the SmackDown and 205 live shows on Tuesday. Of course, we'll be back here on Thursday with two uh, big previews for uh, the King of Pro Wrestling show uh, from New Japan and, of course, WWE Hell in a Cell. Uh, 2017 so two big shows to look forward to happening on sunday night and then monday morning here in the states for the new japan show so uh things to look forward to and of course the uh impact wrestling is uh ultima lucha still happening is that done now no we still got three more episodes ultima lucha uh lots of great stuff still to look forward to from there sweet yeah i still got to catch up on that because i I saw some of the matches. I was like, oh, wow, got to watch this. Mm. So we'll definitely be all caught up on, on that and get to talk about the latest shows. And hopefully you'll join us. And if you've been enjoying what you heard here, of course, you can hit that subscribe button on the Wrestling Till the Max and get all of our shows that we do, all the review shows, all of the regular episodes. Uh, of course, we'll have a review show for the uh, after the pay-per-view as well uh, after – the uh, Hell in a Cell event, and of course, if you subscribe to WTF Network, you'll also get the Wrestling Unwrapped Reacts uh, Hell in a Cell review too. So you'll get double your money for that one. So make sure you check them out. Make sure you check out uh, Running Wild had a new show and, and everything else that's part of the network. The other stuff that's not wrestling related. So uh, and of course, WTFNet.com. Can't forget that. That's where you post the podcasts and uh, some other uh, written things. Of course, we'll have our roundtable uh, for both those shows. And uh, our partnership with Forum Mania is always great. always appreciate those guys. So until we see you again on the Thursday night, Friday morning edition for part two. Later, everybody. Have a good one, guys.
The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.